It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 460 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, February 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke, and a bunch of other hosts chipping in there to make that a daily show. We've got weekly contributions from Ben Golliver and Sam Amick. We've got the Locked On NFL show as well if you were uh one of the poor souls who actually watched the big game on sunday make sure you check out the locked on patriot podcast or locked on rams podcast to get all the reaction from that uh locked on nfl i'm sure we'll have had that covered as well i can't speak to it at all because i didn't watch a second of it and it was awesome i watched black Klansmen instead which was a good choice anyway uh make sure you're checking out the locked on podcast network it's also a good choice please subscribe to rate and review the shows that you like if you want to support a host uh show them that you care it helps them move up the rankings and the itunes charts and uh it's very very helpful so thank you very much for doing that if you've already done that if not please do so and i'll be forever indebted to you all right on today's show the Raptors beat the Clippers 121-103, one something to something. They won by like 18 on Sunday. Don't remember the exact score. I don't have the box score up in front of me because TweetDeck is taking up all of my bandwidth right now because the world's going crazy. Anthony Davis is almost a Laker. It's bizarre. Uh, and it's been uh, it's just kind of been fun to keep up with all day long. But anyway, uh, let's uh, get into today's show with myself and Katie Heindel. How's it going? What's up? I, my brain Excited is just my brain is on is just messed up. I don't know what's going on. Because of your condo. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I'm very out of depth out of my depth today because we reorganized the office and my desk is in a new place. The Terrence Ross picture that has forever been above the desk is no longer above the desk anymore. I think that's why I've been thrown off a little bit. It's to my left now, and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling the the change pretty heavily. So. Anyway, uh, let's get to today's show. The Raptors beat the Clippers yesterday. Any grand takeaways from this very run-of-the-bill blowout win over a team that was playing its second game in like 17 hours? Yeah, I mean, at first I really didn't think we were going to win that game. (laughs) Really? Which worried me. And then I will say, even though they won the game, the whole time, it was just like, no one was playing with intent. And at one point, I was like, do these guys practice anymore? <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, I don't know. It was a fine win. Like, God, we took it. I'm still like, I'm not not worried. I can't believe I'm admitting that. I'm a little bit worried. You're, you're still worried? Yeah, a little bit worried. Okay, like, so where does the worry come from? Because, I, I don't know, I feel like all of Raptors Internet has been like, sad and scared and worried for the last week or so ever since the Bucks loss and like yeah that's a tough loss but I don't know like what's your biggest source of worry right now I guess because against that Clippers team which is like you know 
kind of abandoned nobodies. Mm-hmm. The raptors look really like lethargic and slow and they're not even like a zippy team like the clippers you know it's not even like you know we're up against the bucks or somebody it's like this team shouldn't be that big of a problem Mm -hmm. Uh, but it just like look nobody was like again i think it was just like a real lack of intent nothing felt intentional everything was just like a good accident really i didn't really pick up on that i kind of viewed it as like at least for the first the first quarter sucked the first two quarters, and then a little bit into the third, mm-hmm. um, and then it, they seemed to like pick up the momentum. But at first, they were just like, "I get it. It's like, you know, maybe it's just like a Sunday matinee game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's hard to get your head in the game if you're used to playing more like that's just like not your work schedule. Yeah. We all go through that with our jobs. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look yeah, at me right now was... in, in a different desk or a differently facing desk and I feel weird. So yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's throwing you for a loop. So <laughs> I, like, I'm not saying, oh, this is, this is what's happening now. What are they going to do? I'm not like sad or scared. I'm just a little bit like, I need to see... I need to see something better. Like, I need to see, like, a crystallization of desire from this team. And I don't see that. That's fair. And I think that was very much the case in the first quarter and in, like, many, many games leading up to yesterday's game as well. Um, I mean, the first quarter, I think Surge took the first, like, five shots and no one really seemed like they wanted to get in on it. And then eventually, like, Fred had a nice quarter, I think. And, like, you know, Kawhi kind of, I think, did most of his damage in the second, if I recall, or maybe the third um, and then it was the bench, actually, that was, like, the most inspiring thing in this one. Like, Greg Monroe put it on the deck and, like, blew by Boban, like, two or three times. And it was, uh, I think that means Boban's canceled now. I think <laughs> as much as, this is a pro-Greg Monroe podcast, but, like, man, he's been rough lately. I think this should lately. be a pro-Boban podcast. That guy's going to be a movie star soon. That's true. What's he in, John Wick 3? The new John Wick. I haven't seen either of the first two John Wicks. I should probably do Me that. neither. Yeah. Um, they sound fun and shooty and uh, and ridiculous, which is always good. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the bench was pretty good in this one. I thought, uh, like, DeLon in particular f- kind of looked like the most comfortable and Delani he's looked at a long time. He had a few, like, pretty fun drives to the rim where he was doing little scoop layups and stuff like that and had, like, a bit of burst. And Miles, hey, CJ Miles had himself a game. He had 15 on 4 or 6. He was 3 of 5 from deep. Like, that was nice to see. Maybe it was all just a happy accident, but I thought after the first quarter, things kind of looked a little bit more crisp than usual. Like, I thought, you know, Fred was making passes instead of dribbling the ball 7,000 times. Um, he was, like, finding guys. I thought Kawhi looked, like pretty quick on the trigger he wasn't like probing and like posting up for 20 seconds before doing something like he was just coming down oh i'm just gonna launch a three and he did um and i thought that kind of i mean it's hard to evaluate right because the clippers had just played like an intense game against detroit the night before and had like 17 hours of turnaround time but um yeah like I, i still it was there were some encouraging signs i'll say from yesterday's game that i think kind of hinted towards them coming out of the malaise which we haven't really seen without Kyle. None of the games that they've played without Kyle, except for maybe that Bucks win at the start of January, were like all that inspiring, right? Like it was just like, oh yeah, like they they talented their way to a win. This one, I think, more than maybe a lot of those other ones, was like, yeah, like they they did some stuff in this game that they haven't done in a little while, and I think that's encouraging. But I I, I don't know. Do you not agree? Mm, at the end, I agree, mm. but. 
this is the kind of thing like they could get away with it against the Clippers. Uh-huh. Like they couldn't do that. They couldn't they didn't do that against the Bucks. Yeah. They did the same kind of thing. They're like they're this this oh we're gonna kind of fuck around for the first few quarters and then try and make a comeback and then there's just not enough time right? yeah yeah that's fair so that's what i mean like this kind of stuff it's not gonna work out uh it's like i guess this is extremely early to be talking about the playoffs <laughs> but we're talking about it i'm talking about it really? but this kind of stuff won't be able to work then and i think now's i mean i think even nick Nurse said it's like now's the time to figure it out though i don't mm-hmm know what he's doing to figure that out yeah how do you feel about nurse i want to save some nurse stuff because we're going to get deep into nurse on the live podcast with kelsey o'brien on tuesday and uh by the way come on out odds bar in hamilton 164 james street south kelsey's got some uh, opinions about nick nurse we've been going back and forth in the dms um how are you feeling i know you had a sort of i guess a uh, trepidatious start to the nick nurse Raptors relationship in your eyes and you were not a, a totally a fan when he was hired. You think he wrote about this actually how you weren't such yes. a fan. How are you feeling about the Nick Nurse experience uh, three quarters, two thirds of the way through the season? Still not a fan. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean he's like a, pa- like to me he's a passable coach. I don't want to like say that about the coach of this team. You know, mm-hmm. I want to yeah. have a coach that I'm like I trust that he is like, you know taking chances but then also being smart and seeing like what's not working like he keeps being like you know all these shots that aren't falling they're good shots we just we just got to keep trying them mm-hmm. but if they're not falling that many times like are they good yeah that's it's been such a weird season from that side of things right because most of these guys coming in were like good three-point shooters like miles very good kyle like 40 percent all the time even like abaca it's like 35 36 percent and now none of them can make a three to save their lives. Like Abaka made one last night that like floored me when it when it went in because it'd been like I think exactly three weeks since that Wizards game when he hit the game winning three um, since his last three that was made. So like yeah, it's I do wonder if they need to sort of make some sort of adjustment to their shot chart to sort of instead of just waiting for the regression to the mean to come, just saying hey maybe it's not going to come, maybe let's like reorganize this a little bit, but like. I think for me, the biggest thing with Nurse is, like, he's just sticking with stuff that doesn't work too long. You know what I mean? Like, yes. he, he's... Yeah. I totally get the experimentation and the, you know, seeing what works and trying different things. And if something work, doesn't work, then that's great. At least you tried it and you learned from it. But, like, there have been some looks. Like, Fred playing with Kyle and Kawhi, it just is agonizing to watch because it's just, like, Fred commandeering every possession while the two better players stand beside and watch and it's like Pete Corey Joseph except it's not self-aware and it's just he's not playing with the bench he's playing with Kawhi and Kyle and it just it's maddening to watch those possessions just kind of go to waste because like, just have the ball in the better players hands more often it's it doesn't seem that hard to me but they keep going back to that look in crunch time or just like in the regular run of the rotation like it's kind of excessive at this point um I do, like, I still think there's time. Like, he's two-thirds of the way through his first season. Like, Dwayne Casey took seven years to become the coach that he ended up being, right? So I'm not going to write off Nick Nurse just yet. I guess it's just the added pressure of this season with everything going on that kind of uh, adds some urgency to it. Yeah, I mean, 
I guess the thing with experimentation, like, I liked that he did that. I liked that he was willing to be more loose with the roster, especially going into the season and trying to figure things out. But, like, the goal of experimentation is to figure out something that works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, like, something reliable and maybe, like, a few options. And I just don't feel like we really have that yet. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess the one thing that's sort of elephant in the room now is that the starting lineup with Ibaka at center has been uh, really, really bad for like two months now. They're, I wrote yeah. about this on Friday, but they are getting outscored by seven and a half possessions per, or seven and a half points per 100 possessions over the last two months since December 1st. And it's like troubling. That's not good. You don't, that's like Louis Scola in the starting lineup level numbers. You can't have that from your starters. And like, I think a lot of it is not having Jonas because a reason that starting lineup was so good for so long is that Jonas was in there as well, starting against matchups against whom, you know, Abaka would not play so well. And then that was sort of artificially, I guess, beef up the numbers for both the Abaka starting five and then the Jonas starting five because just the matchups always made sense and the Raptors always were pressing an advantage. That's not the case anymore. And Abaka just has to start. And I think he's kind of getting worn down a little bit. Although he was really good yesterday, 16 and 12, 6 and 9 shooting, hit his three. Um, and like he still keeps managing to have nice stat lines despite maybe sort of getting close to the edge of wearing down. But uh, I don't know. What do you like? Jonas, it sounds like, is going to be back pretty soon. He's been listed as doubtful for Tuesday's game against the Sixers. Uh, what are you hopeful to see once Jonas comes back? Is there a way you'd like to see him used in particular? Or, you know, what are you sort of looking for when he gets back? What if he comes through as the most reliable th- three-ball shooter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his, he was like 40% last year, so that would like put him on track to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like just, you know, getting... Serge seems to like not be flourishing in, in this role of like heavy utilization, mm-hmm. and that's fair. So I think at least for relief there, like not, you know, I want to see JV back starting. But I think the benefits of JV are always kind of like quiet, more like um, ripple effect kind of benefits. Yeah. You know the way that he like helps everybody out. Uh, so I just I just want to see him back. I think he adds a kind of like solidity. Yeah. In the team, um, like I don't know, just by virtue of the way that he plays and how he is, I think I'm, I don't know he. For some reason, the idea of him coming back makes me feel... They're, like, in no way related, in a way that makes sense, but about being a little bit worried about Lowry right now. Mm. So, I think just overall, he's he's an impactful player in, like, the quiet things that he does. I agree. I think the ripple effect thing is a, a very good point. I think he's going to, like... Just putting him back in kind of just, like, bumps everyone down a notch, right? And yeah. people aren't overextended. Greg Monroe's not playing twenty minutes. God, I, I mean, Greg I Monroe's like slander's been too much, but like he's been, <laughs> it's been rough for the Greg Monroe stock that this podcast has bought into over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, though again, it was nice to see him blow by Boban twice yesterday. That was cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. But first, I want to remind people to check out the Locked On Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, very useful if you check it out. If you follow those feeds at Locked On NBA Net or at Locked On NFL Net, you're just going to get all of the breaking news tweets, the basketball related stuff, the fresh podcasts, everything 
retweet it into one feed. You don't gotta go around and follow all the hosts from the network. It keeps your following count pretty low and you get all the stuff that you'd want from all the network hosts into one feed. It's great. So make sure you're following those over at Locked on NBA Net and at Locked on NFL Net on Twitter. Same handles on Instagram. We're doing little 30 to 60 second clips, little video in addition to those things and they liven up your feed nicely. You get little condensed takes about whatever the biggest stories are going on in the league right now. I'm sure there will be a Locked On Lakers clip at some point going up on the Locked On NBA Net Instagram account today. So if you want to get that into your feed, please make sure you're following both at Locked On NBA Net and at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Alrighty, the Clippers are kind of creepy. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get into this. Uh, the yesterday, Steve Ballmer was at the Raptors game. There's this the piece for back in like December from Sam Amick of the Athletic that he shared again yesterday, just uh, apropos of nothing, of course, um, about how like Clippers scouts and like Lawrence Frank have been hanging around the Raptors all season long. Uh, apparently. There's been no, uh, like on Kawhi's side of things, he hasn't really reciprocated the love or creepiness and has not even noticed these guys have been there at, at, uh, at any time. He said he didn't even notice Steve Ballmer was there yesterday. So I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if he's being truthful with that. But it does seem like the Clippers are uh, definitely not afraid to show their thirst in when it comes to their pursuit of Kawhi Leonard. How does this make you feel, Katie? Does this creep you out? Does this Is this just part of the game? Like, what are you feeling with uh, the way the Clippers are approaching this very obvious attempt to tamper and lure Kawhi Leonard to L.A.? Uh, I think, well, one, to be totally honest, I wasn't aware of this until you pointed out it out to me because of your fear. <laughs> of but I think, like, to me, it's funny. To me, the whole thing of this is, like, all it comes down to, not all, but a lot of what it comes down to in the NBA when it comes to trades is like the power of suggestion, mm-hmm. which is just wild. I mean, you could even look at that as like, that's how we got Kawhi in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like some rando Vegas odds and then it like never being a, a possibility. And then everybody kind of getting behind the idea uh, and then the thing snowballing and then it just made true. And I think like you just see that especially now as the trade deadline's getting closer, like you just see that happening. Like, I mean, it, like I don't want to jump over to that yet, but like Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm sure they really wanted him, but then is like this power of suggestion gets even bigger. They're like, who can we give up for everybody? Let's throw everybody at him, <laughs> you know? And it's just because they've like bought into this idea. So I don't, I think Hawaii is like, kind of a really nice anomaly for this because I don't doubt that he didn't he wasn't aware that those guys were there watching him yeah. because I don't think he pays attention to anything other than basketball yeah. when he's playing basketball which is great so he is sort of uh, the one that's outside of the power of suggestion like even in like his presence like he doesn't have a social media presence like he's you know he's not tapped into any of that which could benefit the Raptors greatly <laughs> when it comes to retaining this guy, like if that's something that can't even happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think at the end of the day, like Kawhi is just going to go where he wants to go, where he has like the best opportunity and the most support, especially now in his career. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm very just like thrown off by the Clippers being like real heavy hitters. Like it's the Clippers. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like that's why they would be. They'd yeah. Be like we need to become a heavy hitter, so we're gonna fake it till we make it. Yeah. Number one rule. Yeah, that's fair. I may also be thrown off by the Clippers because I just watched you last week and uh, I didn't enjoy that very much. <laughs> it, it was creepy as hell. But uh, yeah, the... you can't compare that organization to that guy. <laughs> Lawrence Frank just hanging around, knowing exactly where Kawhi is. I don't know. Just saying, there oh could be some God. could be some Penn Badgley going on there. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, to mention the power suggestion thing you were talking about with the Lakers and Pelicans. Like, not only are the Lakers kind of being forced into giving all their dudes, but the Pelicans are being forced into thinking those guys are any good. (laughs) Well, what choice do they have? Like, unfortunately, you know, like they want to get the they want to get the bargain bin of a deal, and that's the only team that can kind of throw everything at them. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's get into this now. the trade deadline is Wait, Thursday. who do you think is locked in the proverbial basement of the Clippers organization? Oh, my God. <laughs> if you want to draw parallels to the show. Uh, I only watched the first episode because it's a terrible show. Oh, it's awful. It sucks ass. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I watched the whole thing because it sucks you in, but, man. I, oh, my God. It, it was the worst. Um, locked in the basement. Oh, God. This I is... suggest Gortat because I don't know where he is. That's true. He wasn't there yesterday, was he? No, he's gone. No. Maybe like Corey Maggette. He's not allowed to like badmouth the franchise if he's in a dungeon. And he's they're, they're trying to like maintain the image. I think they'd like it to be Blake, but that's why Balmer went to Detroit for their game there on Saturday. But to capture unsuccessful. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> to capture Blake. Um Paul Pierce used to play for the Clippers. Maybe he's in there. No, nobody's locking up Paul Pierce. Who would have he's the too most crafty. Who would have the most <laughs> Disparaging things to say about the Clippers organization. So disparaging that the Clippers brass would want to keep them locked up. Maybe DeAndre. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, where's where's he's on the Knicks now? I don't know. This, this whole week has broken my brain. I don't know what the hell's happening. God, it's ridiculous. Anyway, Anthony Davis. Before he gets traded to the to the Lakers, let's uh. Talk about this a little bit. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I've part of my uh, my flightiness in this podcast has been due to me looking at tweet deck to see if anything breaks. Um, also, I'm getting made fun of for a dumb tweet I did. So that's I mean that that's not new though. So uh, no, that's not new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, God, too many tweets. Turned my brain. Anyway, the uh, eighty thing. Where are you at in terms of like the Raptors going all in for Anthony Davis? Because I know you had obviously your your quibbles with the Kawhi trade. It was quite ghoulish. We've talked about that extensively. I agree. It was ghoulish. I think it had to be done, but uh, I can understand if you think that it should not have been done. Anyway, to get to the Anthony Davis thing, like the guy who would have to be dealt is Pascal Siakam. It's not even a question. He would have to be in the deal, considering just the magnitude of Anthony Davis and the the other offers in play. It would have to be Pascal as the centerpiece with other stuff, most likely. Are you like grossed out by that idea? Do you think it's something the Raptors should entertain? Does it matter because he's going to be on the Lakers in twenty five minutes? Like, where are you at with this? 
Uh, no, I would say that I actually don't care anymore. I think because the way that the DeRozan thing went down, I mm-hmm. feel like my emotions have been cauterized. Right. The band aid <laughs> has been ripped like, off. Yeah, yeah. Like anything that they could do. Uh, <laughs> not to say I'm still not hurt of that in the past, but now when you're looking at this team, when you're looking at this team is probably in a rebuild year after this year anyway. Mm. Why not? Why not just do it? That's how I feel. I like Pascal a lot, mm-hmm. but I would also be fine with him leaving. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the cruel, ghoulish one. Yeah, see, but I have a really like, hard think, time with this because I love Pascal. Like I he know. is already on the short list of my favorite Raptors of all time. He's insanely fun. He's a homegrown dude, late pick. Like it's it's all very exciting, but. Uh, it's Anthony Davis, so I think I'd be very yeah. I also too. like Anthony Davis. I don't think he would stay. Maybe he would, but like, there's a better chance. There's also this like magnetization of if he comes, Kawhi might be more apt to stay as well. That's my thinking behind it all. Like, why wouldn't they? They're already here. Two big stars creating a new gravitational pull. There's Jerk King. Very. There's it's always science. a Jerk King nearby in Toronto. It's <laughs> uh, it's a good place to live. It's great. Um, yeah, I, I think you got to do it, but I guess it's probably academic to be talking about it at this point because it really seems like the Lakers are about to do this thing, which is very dumb and annoying. But also, I think if like they were interested in what we had to offer, they'd be pursuing us a little bit more. See, I, that's like I, I have no idea how to even read any of this stuff. Like everyone's trying to read the little bits of information that are being reported all over the place. Um, and it's just like I don't know what to believe. I don't know, like who, where all of the leaks are coming from. Whether it's the Pelicans trying to drum up more interest by having this like extra player, less extra list of teams that, that that he would resign with, or if it's like Rich Paul and and like the clutch side of things trying to like put pressure on both sides. Yeah, like it's I don't know where anything's coming from. I don't know what it, like the the motivation for anything that's leaking is. So I don't really know how to read any of it right now. Um, but. I, I'm sure we'll see in the coming hours here if uh, if that's what. So the latest Lakers willing to give Pelicans cap relief for Anthony Davis taking out Solomon Hill, Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Ingram. Thanks for reporting the thing that uh, um, someone just retweeted something from 59 minutes ago into my tweet deck. That's annoying. Anyway. Old news. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not here for that. Stupid. Anyway. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, In terms of other trades, because... Like, the Raptors are probably not going to be the Anthony Davis thing as much as it would be nice. And I think, honestly, the the Kawhi deal and the sort of the ridiculous return that it, like, didn't require to get him and just the, the, the strange circumstances around the deal that allowed the Raptors to be involved, I think it's kind of spoiled most Raptors fans into thinking, like, they could be in on anything. And, like, hey, like, there is if there is a team that's going to be inclined to go all in this season and make a crazy move like this it's probably the Raptors considering everything they have everything they have riding on this season but 
Um, it's probably going to be, if anything, a smaller trade. If, if but I, I kind of doubt anything will happen at all. But if you could trade for anybody for this Raptors team right now, what kind of move would you like to make? Is there an individual player in mind that you have that you'd like to see them add this week? This week? Yeah, before the deadline. I'm looking at a list of who's available. <laughs> because admittedly, <laughs> I feel a little bit confused as to like who is available right now, mm. who is on expiring contracts, uh, who's available this summer. And who's like not going to go anywhere anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I know who I want. Who? <laughs> Wayne Ellington. Why Wayne Ellington? I think Wayne, look, hear me out. Wayne Ellington, once again, I got hooked on him for personal reasons. But he is a pretty good shooter. Yeah. That's, That's fair. It. <laughs> okay. How about I one-up you and uh, posit Terrence Ross should be the guy? No. What? Been, been there, done that. Yeah, and it ruled. <laughs> no, it didn't always rule. Uh, now you're looking at this in like a very hindsight way. No, even the down parts of Terrence Ross ruled because it was uh, a very human existence for Terrence Ross. He had all the... I'd like... Well, well, what, what do you what do you want from what do you see Terrence Ross adding to the team now? Just like a bench dude who's not afraid to heat check, you know, and someone who's just like a better version of Miles, who could probably be a better version of Norm, and like maybe eat some of Delon's minutes and just like, hey, it's a dude who shoots thirty eight percent from three, who is very much a gunner when he wants to be, and I don't know the the poetry of him coming back to sort of. After being such a in-and-out, unreliable player for the Raptors for so long, it seems like he's really mature, matured since the trade to Orlando. He had a kid. He seems like he's kind of moved into a new chapter of his life, and I think he might be ready to contribute to a Toronto Raptors playoff run. And I just think he needs to be given that opportunity. You know? I would disagree with you when you say he's like not afraid to heat check because I think that was one of the biggest things that set him back while he was here. I agree he was in the past but he's not now. Yeah. Mm. He was like he had like 30 points on like 12 of 18 this past week. Wouldn't you rather have Kylo Quinn? (sighs) You and the Kylo (laughs) Quinn. (laughs) I want Kylo Quinn Wayne Ellington and JaVale McGee. <laughs> I'll give anything for them. Terrence Ross, by the way, is uh, averaging 14 points a game this year off the bench. Sneaky six-man-of-the-year candidate, really. Uh, oh, my God. One and a half assists. So. <laughs> a full steal a game. 3.3 boards. Career high in rebounds. Uh, and he's like... Again, he's shooting 6.23s a game. That's crazy high. That's what you need. That's what you want. And uh, I love him. So, yes, bring him back. I'd be down for this. And then my jersey would be back in date as well. <laughs> you don't agree. That's fine. I don't agree. That's, that's I won't entertain this trade. It's not a <laughs> successful trade. Uh, actual news or rumor, the news and rumor that is kind of you know combined. Um, the today there was a report that if West Matthews hits the buyout market, the Raptors will want to be after him. Thoughts on West Matthews? 
I'm just just let me Google Wes Matthews smile. <laughs> this is uh, this is usually what I do. I did this with Patrick Moncaz. As you know, I did this with Greg Monroe. Oh, <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> I'm still admittedly shaken about your lack of love for Terrence Ross. It bums me out pretty hard. I, I don't know why. I feel like we've talked about it before. I don't think we have. I think this is new information to me. But. I'm just like, you know what? I wish Terrence Ross well. I was here. I was at the game where he came back for the first time. I cried during the montage. <laughs> I was really happy to be there, but I, uh, you know, like he's he's moved on. We've moved on. Sometimes people have to move on to get better, Sean. Yeah, but then they come back and it's good. No, that's not like reboots of old sitcoms. Always good. That's not how it works. <laughs> Um, Wes Matthews I would be interested in as like a 15th man on the roster type dude I think uh, I don't know how good he is anymore because this always gets so weird with the buyout market guys get bought out from bad teams and then it's like they're, we don't really know what they look like on a good team because they haven't been on one in a while right and like I know the thing I know about Wes Matthews from this season is that Mavs fans really hated him like, they hated the West Matthews experience. He commandeered the offense a little too much, had the ball in his hands too often, was not as good as defense as he used to be. I'm like a devout West Matthews enjoyer. He's had a very nice career. I really loved him on those Portland teams back in the day, like, so, so much. And I'll never forget sitting in the, uh, the 500 seats on Canada Day at the Blue Jays game, which, bad mistake going to a Canada Day Blue Jays game. But I was there in 2015 when this is, they assigned Damari Carroll, and then there was all these rumors like, oh, they got a meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge, and they've got, uh, you know, they, they might try to get Wes Matthews and start Damari, DeMar, and Wes Matthews as their 2 3 4. Like, wouldn't this be cool? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And uh, I'll never forget that excitement that Wes Matthews engendered. Obviously, it hasn't worked out so well for him in Dallas. He's been kind of not that good, but I uh, I think I'd be amenable to the idea. I just, like, I don't know where he'd get minutes. Like, who would you play him ahead of on the Raptors right now? He's old, huh? Like, yeah, he's, he's kind of 32. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Libra. Great. But he's old. <laughs> what is the Libra, uh, <laughs> like, what are the qualities of a Libra? I'm a Libra. Okay. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Hates Terrence Ross, uh, likes feelings. We're a, we're a, yeah, we love our, to be in our feelings. We're very analytical. Mm. Um, we very fair-minded. Um, you know, very intelligent. Great yeah. sign overall. I miss Libra <laughs> by three days. I'm a Scorpio. What are you? A ver- oh, you're a Scorpio. Yeah, I'm oh. October 26th. I don't. I'm not a very good Scorpio. I don't care about You're anything. You're early Scorpio. That's at least a little bit better, I think. Yeah, like Scorpios are supposed to be like these like crazy people who like will snap at their yeah. friends and stuff. Like, I don't care about anything enough Evil. to get mad about anything. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're exceptionally smart, but uh, and also I think arrogant, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Every time I Let's read about it, to... this oh. seems like the worst <laughs> sign. Anyway, uh, Wes Matthews. <laughs> Wes Matthews. Who would I play him in front of? Yeah, like I, I don't even know where he would. Honestly, I think he mostly just. Is he coming on to be like a third string though? Would you say? Probably, but like 
I don't think he'd sign if he was not going to play at least a little bit. And, and like this is why I think he'll end up on like the Rockets or the or the Sixers because they so desperately need wings. So it might not even matter. But like honestly, I do think the appeal of it for the Raptors would be to just keep him away from the Sixers. You know what I mean? I think he yeah. Cuz yeah, like the Sixers exactly. just like any competent player is going to help them because they have like Landry Shamit and uh and Amir. Mike Muscala. Uh, poor you know, Amir. Contract is also up Amir Johnson's. I've been like keeping an eye on Amir Johnson's free agency for the last 4 years and I really want a re, a re, like him and Terrence should both come back. Just Amir. <laughs> I think if we have to choose it's an easy decision. Yeah, it's Terrence because he's like still able to play. As much as I love Amir, I, oh. he's more coach than player at this point. A very, Which very I good would coach. Which I argue we also need. <laughs> I mean, yes, it all comes back to Nick Nurse. You're right. Uh, Amir Johnson in place of Nick Nurse for the stretch run. I dig Wes it. Matthews. Okay, let's look at this. <laughs> uh, I think, well, I th- are you assuming that CJ is gone? I would assume, oh, I mean, like, he just he loses his job. He would be in front of CJ if CJ was not gone. I think he would play in front of CJ for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Norman Powell? That's a tough one. I think Norm has probably earned enough rope, but, like, a couple more rough games from Norm, and then Wes might be the guy. Honestly, maybe DeLon, which, like, hurts me to say that. I agree. He's not looking so good. I yet. agree. I, it, I, it can't hurt to have, like, enough... Like I can't like that's a, wings are good. Having a lot of wings is not bad, even if they're like mediocre wings. I, it can't hurt really to have them. I just if it's like a minimum deal, I don't know why he would sign with the Raptors. Is I guess my question because of what we talked about that there's just that there's other teams that could put him in and like give him twenty five minutes a night right away. But the Raptors are like, yeah, maybe you'll get some run with Jordan Lloyd. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we've meandered along this podcast quite enough for today katie thank you so much for joining me in this adventure it's been uh it's been all over the place hey my pleasure it's been great i Uh, could like you know i could keep meandering but it seems like a good time to stop yeah i mean uh, there's probably going to be news that breaks in the next 20 minutes so getting the thing posted before that is probably paramount at this point i can't believe people learned first that anthony davis might go to the lakers from your podcast that's true, yeah. Uh, I'm the Hello. only person reporting that today. Nobody it's else. Wild. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's why you come here. The the breaking New Orleans Pelicans scoops. I will say, King Cake Baby's back. I am very much in on uh, on the Pelicans once again. Like they might lose Anthony Davis, but King Cake Baby returns today, so it's fine. <laughs> why is he back? Is it close to Mardi Gras? Yeah, it's it's Mardi Gras season, so. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like they they bring him in like for like last month of the season or whatever or the last month before Mardi Gras and then for the rest of the season Mardi, no Mardi Gras on the 13th oh February 13th yeah so okay. this demon's just gonna get a short run this year well no cause he usually sticks around after Mardi Gras as well Ooh. Yeah, which is amazing it's the best. he was like in the playoffs last year it was fantastic playoff king kick baby it's like playoff Bismack Biombo. no that thing's a terror no it's the best and uh did you see the coyote, by the way? The the bat capturing? Yeah, you know what? The bat made me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it really bummed me out watching that video because they were like, 
one, everyone was so scared of the bat. The bat's so small, it's so scared. Mm -hmm. He comes out with this huge net. The only reprieve I felt like was when the coyote catches the bat, which seems like a setup, but whatever. That's my question, is he gets into the bat suit real quick. I mean, they have ha- they have a bat problem. So yeah, I guess they but have like, the does he just have the bat hand. suit hanging around that he can just throw it on as soon as there's a bat flying about the arena? Yeah, but again, like one of the, it seems like there's been a bat in every game, so the odds <laughs> are pretty high. They were looking at a bat interference. Yeah, but when they catch this bat, and then he just like, at least I was like, what the fuck's he gonna do with the bat? Like, I didn't know he was gonna kill it. I thought he was gonna just step on it, but he. <laughs> hands it to a guy yeah and he kind of gingerly takes it in a towel and runs away yeah so i don't know i want to know what happened to the bat i do also want to know what happened to the bat i think it was really funny the just what what would have made it a little bit better is if like the coyote had a suit on and he ripped the suit off as he came out onto the court superhero style that would have been cool other than that um i don't know i don't have many gripes it was fun even if it was a setup it's a very good and cool elaborate setup it's better than most set like like premeditated in game mascot. But then wait, what's the setup that Gags. they've released the bats into their own arena? Yeah, I think it might be sort of an inside job where they have just like a cage of bats and they choose one to like unleash when they need to do this bit. That's so cruel. Or maybe it's an animatronic bat. We don't know. Maybe they've uh Yeah, they've if got it's some a drone that's fine. Yeah. So, we'll we'll report back on that, of course, the Premier New Orleans Pelicans and Bat News and Bat News podcast locked on Raptors National Bat Association <laughs> Batsketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Goodbye. gonna do it. Katie, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Not now. <laughs> Okay. Uh, basketball uh, feelings. Sign up for yeah. Basketball yeah. feelings. You could sign up for basketball feelings. Very easy. Tinyletter.com/slash/basketballfeelings. Yeah, easy. It's the best. It's uh, it livens up the inbox quite a bit. That, I'm doing uh, some. I don't know who's we. I'm doing some emergency feeling just because of mm-hmm. the heightened feels of the trade deadline. So now's a good time to sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was an emergency dispatch put into my inbox. It's, it really livens up all the LinkedIn notifications I don't look at that I keep getting. That's good. Thank you. That's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> it is insane how many times I get, uh, like, uh, how many LinkedIn emails I get. I haven't looked at LinkedIn in, like, five years. So. I was joking. That's not high praise. That's bad praise. No. I'm so, I'm sorry to get off on this tangent, but it bothers me. I, I know I should unsubscribe to the emails, but that requires me to like do work to click on stuff. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's gonna do it. Hopefully, the next podcast I'm a little bit more in my headspace. Although the next podcast will not be in this room, it will be at the uh, bar. We're doing a live podcast from Odds Bar in Hamilton, 164 James Street South. Myself. Kelsey O'Brien, Kel- I forgot Kelsey's last name for a second. I'm terrible. Kelsey O'Brien will be there. Uh, Katrina Squaz and my co-host on Hamilton is Hoops on TSN 1150 will be there as well for some Q and A. It's gonna be great. And uh, oh, Woj, the deal is dead. Leak sources tell ESPN. Hell yeah! All right, glad you heard it here first. Glad we got that in. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Oh, god damn it. I got duped by an old tweet. This, our, our friend oh. Asad decided to retweet something. Deal's still on. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Thank you so much uh, for listening, and we will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.